0: This morning. Good morning and welcome on this third Sunday of Easter. I think we're a little small because of the weather that we're predicting, but hopefully things will grow as our service gets going. But at this time I invite you to please stand and join in singing hymn 296 found in the blue hymnals. Please stand. service this morning of Holy Eucharist Rite 1 continues on the front of our service booklet. Alleluia. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts, by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord, amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with you. Let us pray. O God, whose blessed Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread, open our eyes of our faith that we may behold him in all his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings.
1: A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized and that day about 3,000 persons were added. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God.
1: A reading from the first letter of Peter. If you invoke his father, the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds, live in reverent fear during the time of your exile. You know that when you were ransomed from your feudal ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of the lamb without defect or blemish. He was destined before the foundation of the world but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him you have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are set on God. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, so that you have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks.
0: Thanks be to God. Our gospel hymn this morning is 495, and we will sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth after. So please join in singing hymn 495, found in the blue hymnals, and please stand as you are able. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now on that same day two of the disciples were going to a village called Emmaus about 7 miles from Jerusalem and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they are talking and discussing Jesus himself came near Eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? he walked ahead as if he was going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us? while he was walking to us on the road, while he was opening the scripture to us. That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. son and holy spirit amen please be seated One well, of the many concepts we learned about in psych 101 way back when was something called the self-fulfilling prophecy and for all our mental health people out there please offer me a little bit of leeway as i kind of give the basic definition of that as being if you believe something to be or that to be your lot, then you will ultimately live into it. And I think back over when our younger daughter, Kaylee, was in grade school, somehow along the way she had convinced herself that she was absolutely no good at math. And to prove that point, every time the timed test came up on Tuesday morning, she simply would freak out and ultimately She would fail the test. That was until her teacher broke the cycle. And with encouragement, said to her, look, I know you can do this. I know you can be good at this. So when you receive the test, take a breath and simply focus on the first equation and then go from there. That little bit of encouragement that moment of breaking into the cycle of her own self-prophecy, she managed to begin acing those tests. Self-fulfilling prophecy is all about what we expect it is apropos to this morning's passage, as well as the passages we've been hearing over the last few weeks in regards to the stories about Jesus appearing as the risen Christ, those post-resurrection stories. Because the question that always comes up is why didn't Those who were near and dear to Jesus recognize him the minute they laid eyes on the resurrected Jesus. Now, so many of us will go into, well, maybe he looked different. It wasn't what they expected. He should have appeared to them beaten and broken. But I think deep down, the real answer has to do with that same concept of a self-fulfilling prophecy. They expected Jesus to be dead, not alive. To understand that, we simply have to look at the gospel from Easter Sunday morning. The women are going to the tomb. And although this year Matthew didn't tell us why they were going to the tomb, through John we know it was pretty clear. They were going to finish preparing Jesus' body. They anticipated and expected that when they got to the tomb, they would find his dead body lying in the tomb, definitely not sitting up ready to talk to them. Certainly, they did not expect that the rock would have been rolled away. Certainly, they would not have expected to find the grave clothes lying folded to one side. And so when Mary Magdalene encounters Jesus in the garden, she doesn't see. Because that's not who she expected to run into. Same reality is part of today's reading as well. The two men walking on their way to Emmaus, What are they talking about? They are talking about the events of the days that had preceded Easter. They were talking about the words of the women who had returned from the tomb. And even though they had heard that Jesus was alive, that the women had told them what the angel had said to them, as they walked the road to emmaus they did not expect to see what they had been told they did not expect that somehow the risen christ who i think they somehow doubted was a reality because if you kind of get the sense of the reading they're saying it's kind of crazy talk that they had heard would somehow companion them in their journey. And so their eyes could not see to perceive what was there beside them. And we see that same reality back in Galilee, when finally Peter and James and John decide to go back to what is normal, back to fishing. And when they come in with the empty catch, Someone tells him, go out again. And it is in the moment of the great catch that Peter looks over and realizes that it is the risen Jesus on the shore of Galilee before the fire. They did not expect. So they did not see. Do we live a life today similar to that of those early disciples? Do we live a life of expectation, or do we live a life with no expectation? Do we come to expect to encounter the risen Jesus here in this building every Sunday through the receiving of communion and amongst the gathered community? Or do we merely expect some way to be comforted and uplifted? Do we expect within the course of our daily life, will we somehow encounter the risen Christ in those whom we meet and in the places that we go? Imagine for a second if we lived our lives With expectation. If we lived our lives fully believing that somewhere, somehow, throughout the course of an average day, we will and can encounter the risen Christ. How different would our lives be today? How different would the spirit in this church be if we came with expectation and hope? Saint Ignatius in his instruction to his followers, put together what we now know as the Ignatian Exercises and the examine. And one part of that examine, each and every day at the end of the day is to sit back and to reflect and to go through a series of questions. One of the last questions of the examine is simply this. Where did you experience God today? And the student is then expected to reflect over all the events of the day and to mark where and how they had experienced God in the course of their day those who have been part of these exercises and make them part of their daily lives. Now talk about how often, because of the awareness they have developed through these exercises, they realize when they are encountering God or Christ within the course of their mundane day. We believe in a living Christ. Yet we live our lives just like the early disciples, as if we believed in a Christ residing dead in a tomb. But if we truly believe in the gospel and in the living Christ, then we are called and are asked to live our lives with full expectation. The expectation that no matter where we are or who we are with, we will somehow encounter that living Christ. And as I end my homily, I want to end with the final verse of a children's song, one that I learned way back when, when I was living in Dallas, and I got to set the scene for why this song is so wonderful because growing up in Dallas every Sunday morning, all the children as we gathered at the church would be led to meet in what we used to call the parish house of this old, wonderful Victorian mansion. And there we would gather with dear old Mrs. Holloway, who at the age of five or six, I swear she had to be 95. At least she seemed that way. And Mrs. Holloway would sit at the upright piano, making sure we knew that she had eyes in the back of her head and encouraging all children to sing the same songs every week and one of the songs we sang was hymn 293 for all the saints of god it's that last verse that reminds us of how common we should expect to find jesus for if we expect to find the saints within that realm we truly experience christ as well They lived not only in ages past. There are hundreds of thousands still. The world is bright with the joyous saints who have love to do Jesus' will. You can meet them in school or in lanes or at sea, in church or in trains or in shops or at tea. For the saints of God are just folks like you and me, and I mean to be one too. If the words of this hymn hold true, that the encountering of the saints of God are as common as going in for tea, the same is true that of encountering Christ, for the saints of God are nothing more than conduits of the living Christ on this world. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith through the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
1: In priests, we pray to you, Lord God, for all people in their daily life and work.
0: For our families, friends, and neighbors, and for, th- for those who are alone.
1: For, those, for this community, the nation, and the world.
0: For all who work for justice, freedom, and peace.
1: For the just and proper use of your creation.
0: For the victims of hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression.
1: For all who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble.
0: For those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy.
1: For the peace and unity of the Church of God.
0: For all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth.
1: For Michael, our presiding bishop, Nicholas, our bishop, and for all bishops and other ministers
0: for all who serve God in his church.
1: For the special needs and concerns of this congregation. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for John and Margaret Alden, Garrett, Holly, Tucker, and Wilson Babish, and Brian Bannon. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for St. Jorge's, Central Falls, St. George's School, Middletown, and St. Mark's Warwick. Hear us, Lord.
0: For your mercy is great.
1: We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We will exalt you, O God, our King.
0: And praise your name forever and ever.
1: We pray for all who have died, especially Mary Bouchard, Dimitri Alexikos, and Ricky Agdakos, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them
0: who put their trust in you. Almighty God, to whom our needs are known before we ask, help us to ask only what accords with your will and those good things which we dare not or in our blindness cannot ask. Grant us Amen. Amen. Please stand as you're able. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Okay. Please be seated. First of all, the answer to the question that's on everybody's mind this week is where is this week's Enet? And all I can tell you is that it is in e-net purgatory with MailChimp right now. And so we're trying to figure out why it didn't push through. And hopefully it'll be out in your box by Tuesday or at the latest by Friday. Whatever works best. But the good news is people have noticed, and that's wonderful, because we are working to make the e-net as well as our website uh, far more interactive. And so this morning as you came into church you're going to know you may have noticed that our announcement board has a whole bunch of QR codes. So anything you can tap a link to on the eNet you can access by your cell phone here at church and in time we hope to have those QR codes in every pew so during announcements that is you are welcome to bring your cell phone out and click on that which you need to sign up for and take care of it right then and there. Certainly don't do it during the homily. <laughs> Too, late. Too late now. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said, there are a handful of announcements. First of all, thank you to everyone who was part of Friday Evening's Let Us So Love gathering at the um, congregation Beth David. Well over 70 people from all sorts of churches within this community, as well as 90% of the South County Clergy Association was represented there, and a wonderful homily by um, Rabbi Adam, who is the uh, president of the Rhode Island Jewish Federation. Um, It was a great evening. If you said, oh, I missed that evening, I'd love to um, somehow be part of something like that again. Coming at the end of May is our Friday to worship with Congregation Beth David. I think the date's the 24th, Rabbi gave me the 21st, so I think we've got to reconcile that. We will get to you with far more accurate information in the week to come. Looking down the road here at St. Peter's, I like to tell everyone we, there is Eastern Standard time and there is St. Peter's time. And that takes effect in the first week of May because we have a taco night or Tres de Mayo, as opposed to Cinco de Mayo, because that's St. Peter's time, on Wednesday the 3rd, taco night. Sign-ups will be coming out this week and through the e-net as well. It should be a wonderful evening. Um, I know it's hosted by Ron and um, Janessa, so it'll be great food. So please sign up, be part of it, and help out as you can. Also, this Saturday, we are in rotation that Father Rafina will be here at 11 a.m. to conduct his biweekly discussion group. And on the 15th of this month, that's a Monday from 3 to 7, we will have a jointly sponsored blood drive here in the parish hall. It's jointly sponsored by us at St. Peter's, the members of Congregation Beth David, and under the heading of an Eagle Scout program, um, project for an Eagle Scout coming out of North Kingstown. Those are, at, my, at this point, all of my announcement. Ron, you still have an announcement? do.
2: Hello, everybody. Uh, first off, uh, we have the South County Chamber Singers here. Friday, May 5th, is the open dress rehearsal. And that's at 7 p.m. And the suggested donation is uh, $15. And then the full concert is Sunday, May 7th, at 3 p.m. And that's $20. Now, the difference between the two is an open dress rehearsal this product. And i, I got to confess, I have been thinking about tacos all morning.
3: Uh, and <laughs> you know, uh, uh,
2: But that's okay. Uh, I, I just want to kind of reinforce the reason why we're having church something. So one of the things that's really kind of, I mean, I love to cook. That's my love language. But it's also, like, I love seeing people get together informally. Just kind of practice being safe space, you know, and we're going to be making quesadillas, and we're going to have a nice, healthy salad, so if you're nervous about eating tacos in front of people, you know, uh, we're going to have some alternatives, and it's just going to be fun, and it's free. Please bring people. Also, and just, this is not any specific thing, but we're kind of moving into a place in our conversation that, you know, the two of me and Shelly and Father Craig, and, Some folks have been having these conversations that are really kind of getting into the root of what does it mean to, for me, the question that hit me was, how do I practice my faith? You know, and homily kind of hit on it too, but what am am I doing today to kind of practice this stuff? Uh, And then usually, you know, the great thing about going to church for me is that there's plenty of opportunities to practice what I'm hearing, you know, in, in real time comes at you right at you you know and so we're having conversations about how to have tough conversations and what does that look like and how and the, like this is an intimate space and it's the right space to kind of start approaching these subjects with love and patience and charity that was a little too deep but that's the truth and i'm going to sit down
0: <laughs> thank you ryan a reminder that there are forms in the back of the church to update your information with the with um, our database also susan is here today if you have not had your picture taken for the um, photo directory that we're trying to put together susan's here with her cell phone susan do you want to wave your hand so people know who you are Um, so please meet her in the back of the church and finally next week oh emily and then i'll get to my last one go ahead emily And finally, next week, I will be away, and the Reverend Dr. Canadina Cleaver-Bartholomew, say that five times fast, she is the canon to the ordinary, or the assistant to the bishop, will be here to preach and preside, which is wonderful, exciting, she's a phenomenal preacher. A little bit of a challenge right now, if you look at the sign-up sheet for next week for help at this particular service, it's pretty blank. And it would be real hard to invite and have a guest here without ushers and all that we need. So please take a moment, if you're free to help out next week, to sign up to help and be part of the team so that we give Dina a very warm and wonderful welcome here at St. Peter's. Through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God."
3: It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you, for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us, and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn,
0: Gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself, and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord to him to you and to the holy spirit the honor and glory now and forever amen may the god of peace who brought you again from the dead from the dead our lord jesus christ the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant make you perfect in every good work to do all his will working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Let us stand and join in singing hymn number 180.
3: Hallelujah Hallelujah Thanks be to God Hallelujah Hallelujah